If you will, please turn to the first book of Corinthians, chapter 14. We're going to read together verses 34 through 40. That's 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verses 34 through 40. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under the obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will not learn anything, let them ask of their husbands. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. What came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? If any man think of himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge things that I write to you, they commanded of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet the prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. And together with me on verse 40, please. Let all things be done decently in order. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you once again for what you're doing here in this place. Lord, I pray that you'll meet with us here in just a moment. Lord, as Brother Owens gets up here, we know that he's prepared. Lord, we ask that you'll speak to our hearts and, Lord, change our lives. Lord, help us to be just a little bit more like you and less like us. And, Lord, we'll certainly trust you in that. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody has told you the title of today's sermon and you came just to hear it, you're crazy. You're crazy. Say, why would you say that, Brother Owens? The title of my sermon today is this, Why I Love Pringles Potato Chips. Why I Love Pringles Potato Chips. Though there is some humor in the title, may I say to someone here today, I think I can cancel your nervous breakdown. If you listen to what I say. Now we've got people everywhere, just like this, everywhere. Just, I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to fall apart. Well, I think I could help you get it together if you listen to what I say today. I think I could help some of you to cancel your nervous breakdown if you'll just listen to this truth. Just listen to this truth. It is bundled in simplicity, but it is a very deep sermon, but you'll not know it. Most of you aren't smart enough to know it anyway. And so... Why I love Pringles potato chips. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Let all things be done decently and in order. I eat potato chips according to the Word of God. Now, I, believe that, I believe you ought to do everything you do according to the Word of God, don't you? Sure, sure we're supposed to do it that way. Um, you know, there are lots of snacks and chips out there. For instance, there's, some of you are old enough, I don't know if Lay's potato chips still has the theme Lay's. You can't eat just one. They used to have a, a commercial where you would, uh, you, you eat a Lay's potato chips, you just have to have another one. Uh, there's Doritos, the nacho, the nacho cheesier potato chips or chips. I like Doritos. I like Lay's. Matter of fact, I like all potato chips. But my favorite, I really love, that's Pringles. You've got Cheetos, cheese that goes crunch. Cheetos, cheese. 
Fritos, you know, uh, Fritos corn chips, they used to have these commercials where they had a man called the Frito Bandito. Any of you remember it? He'd sing, I, 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 I am the Frito Bandito. And hey, I love Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I love them so much that I will take them from you. That's not Christian. But, but Fritos potato chips. Then Ruffles. Ruffles have ridges. They used to do that as the commercial for Ruffles. Matter of fact, you had to learn to say it right. It was, it, and, and, uh, and ushers, I need an usher at the back door here. I have people walking in that should not be. And so ushers, always, ushers, every usher, listen to me. There should always be someone sitting at that back door right back there so people can't come in and disturb our service. Ruffles have ridges. And they had a, a special way that you had to say it. It was ruffles have ridges. You had to learn how to say ruffles have ridges just right. Then there's Cracker Jacks. And of course, Cracker Jacks, you get a, you get a prize in every package. And, uh, and you, get, you get tattoos. And I, they've got to be popular around here because everybody in town's got a tattoo. And so I know everybody digs to the bottom of a Cracker Jack uh, box and gets them a, a tattoo. Then they, I, I had never heard, you have a, I think it's a, maybe it's a, this part of the United States, but you have potato chips that I've never heard of. Uh, it's spelled U-T-Z. Is that Uts or Oots? Uts. Okay, I want to make sure I say it right. Uts. I never heard of Uts before. Uts is new to me. Uts, I've never heard of Uts, but you have Uts everywhere. Um, I don't know. I, well, I was asking the, the staff then what their favorite chips are, and Brother Ewan said poker chips. <laughs> I, I, there are all sorts of chips out there, just all sorts of chips. But I want to tell you today why I love Pringles. I guess, I guess Pringles have a little theme. Once you pop them, you just can't stop them. People like to pop the top off of a Pringle can. I've got one with me. I've got, I've got the Pringles potato chips. I don't know if it'll pop in the microphone or not. Oh, oh yeah. That's under a lot of pressure. All right. Pringles potato chips. Uh, let me tell you what I like about them. They're organized in the can. They really are. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that stack of chips. That's amazing. Uh, you, uh, I, I, I love, and I honestly do, I like Pringles potato chips because they're stacked in the can. They're organized. And I like that. I don't know why. I just, I like them because they're organized in the can. There seems to be something to that to me. Seems like it's a pretty big deal. Um, do you know what? God's an organized God. God is a very organized God. You know, He planned the organization of the creation of the world to, to a T. He knew exactly what He was doing. He knew why He was doing it. He knew when He wanted it done. And He, 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 he planned it, and then He followed His plan. You see, each day in the creation of the world, God had a plan. 
Uh, the first day, the Bible says that God created light. And then you know what he did? He followed his plan. On the second day, God said, I've organized what I'm going to do today. And if you went back to the beginning chapters of the book of Genesis, you would see the, the entire organization for the creation of this world as we know it. On the second day, God followed what he organized. On the third day, he followed a plan. On the fourth day, he followed an order for his day. On the fifth day, he looked at his schedule. He said, this is what we've got scheduled for today. I'm going to create certain things on this day. I'm going to do it a certain way. I've got a plan. On the sixth day, he pulled out his planner, got a planning book out, and he said, okay, what do we have set up for today? And he created what he felt needed to be done on the sixth day. On the seventh day, he looked at his planner, and the planner said, rest. God was so organized, he even planned when he rested. Now, this old world is a mess. This old world is just a, a nervous wreck, and they can't seem to get it together. And I'm going to tell you all something. We might want to follow God's way of doing things. God is a God of order. God is a God of organization. The entire Bible is God's schedule book, if you will. The entire Bible is God's order of events. As you look at the Bible, the entire Bible is God's organization book. God is a God of order. And look right at me, folks. And Brother, Brother Knight, if we need to, we just need to ask her to step out because everybody's turning around and wanting to pay attention to her. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, folks. Young lady, if you, Brother Tent, Mrs. Tennis, just get her to step out into the hallway. She's upset about something and we just have to have her step out. Now, look back at me, folks. I won't promise you all something. No doubt in my mind, God wants to use this sermon. I'm having a hard time keeping it going here with interruptions. Now, everybody else, just sit still, be calm. If, if, if this were a television show, you could all sit still until the end of it. Now, if you go pushing the remote control, you can't turn me down or off. But you sit there and enjoy yourself and relax. Act like you're eating a bowl of chips, okay? Pringles potato chips. God's a God of order. He, his, this book is a schedule book. This is God's order of events. The Bible is God's organization book. And that's one reason why I love Pringles. They're all stacked together. They're in an order. They're organized. Uh, I've got another bag of chips here today. I, I got one of the local favorites. Us or us. It says right here, us judged best in America. By Food and Wine magazine. I can't use these. Uh, I've got a bag of Utz potato chips here. Now, let me show you something about these chips. I've got a bowl. And this is a super big bag. This is a snack pack for Brother Ewan. Now, let me show you something here. Here's the Pringles. Here's the Utz. Now... Here's the problem. Most of your lives are just like that. Just a tossed mess. The way you're going to have the most successful life is if you'd organize your life like the Pringles can. Get everything in order. Most of your lives are just like that. The, the, the difference in the Pringles and, and the Us chips is that the Us are just all thrown in there. No organization, no order, not at all. The reason why some of you are so nervous in your life is just like a bag of us chips. Just a mess. Everything in disarray. Nothing organized. No order. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, let all things be done decently and in order. 
Hey, uh, have y'all, I even have a gospel hymn for the day, for my potato chip sermon. How many of you know the song, potato chip, potato chip? Let me teach it to you. It goes like this. Uh, I, I, I'll say it, and then choir, you can you can follow me, and so I'll lead you, and it's kind of an echo song, so I'll do it with the choir the first time, and then I'll let the whole congregation, like the Moron Tabernacle Choir, help me sing the potato chip song. It goes like this. Potato chip, potato chip. Crunchy, crunchy. I love Jesus. A bunchy bunchy. You've got it. Now, the whole congregation, you can help me. I will be the leader. I'm going to put Brother Nash out of business here today. I can lead songs. You help me now. I'll sing and then you follow. Potato chip, potato chip. Crunchy, crunchy. I love Jesus. A bunchy bunchy. Oh, you're fantastic. You are just fantastic. Now, you know, what you have here is you've got a big old bowl of unorganized chips compared to an organized uh, tube of chips. Now, here's the bad thing. Do you all realize, you all realize usually at the bottom of every bag, you know what's in it? A whole bunch of crunched up chips. Some of your lives are so out of order that in the bottom of the bag of your life are a bunch of crunched up crumbs and you're wondering, can I ever straighten out my mess? You have lived your life in such a way that at the bottom of the bag of your life there are a bunch of little tiny, teeny bits of chips. Now, if you're really hungry, you know, you dig into those. You know, when you're all the way at the bottom. But if you're like me, I get down to the bottom of the bag and I, I, I pick it up and you try to pour it and it's falling all over your face and you end up with chip, you know, I don't know what you call them, chip dust. <laughs> chip dust everywhere and you got it all down the front of you. You know, I, I, I feel sorry for you. But there are young people, you're starting your life and you're crunching all your chips up. Your life is a mess. It's, it, it's just a toss mess. There are adults in here. If, if you had any sense, you'd at least say, teenager, listen to that man. He's telling you, my life is a mess. My life is just a toss mess. There's no organization in it. I, I, I mixed up through the week. There are people in this building today. You don't know how to make decisions. You, you, you're just beside yourself. You can't figure out what's right, what's wrong, what should I do, what should I not do, what's on the horizon of my life. You need to get your life in order. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order. That's why I love Pringles potato chips. There's something about them if they're just in order. They're organized. Uh, I, 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 I tell you what, I'll tell you what we can do. Uh, brother, where's Brother Young? Brother Young, come up here for a second. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Brother Young, uh, let's see. Um, this right here, that's a stack of Pringles. Now, uh, if I hand those to you individually, here, I'm going to give you a couple. Here, here's some Pringles, and here's a few more, and here's a few more, here's a few more. Well, you did a good job of stacking those. You're smarter than you look, brother. Okay, now let's see, Brother Young. Um, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Here's some us chips, and if you will please, um, stack those. Matter of fact, maybe you could stack the whole bowl. <laughs> kind of silly, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? Some of you, you can put those back in there, Brother Young. Thank you very much. Some of you, you have a mess of your life. And what you need to do is you need to get your life straightened out. Now, don't keep living that way. Don't live with your life in turmoil. Don't live with your life unorganized. Now, you were created by the God of the universe for a reason. And the only way you're ever going to be happy is if you live the way the God of the universe created you to live. When people take off and they go live their life any way they want, it's like a bag of chips. And by the end of your life, those that won't live the way God wants them to live, their whole bag is crushed up. They're laying on their death, uh, their, their, their deathbed saying, what was I created for? I mean, I've got, all I've got are a bunch of my kids fighting over what little money I have. I look back. I've not had a rewarding life. I don't look back and say, I'm glad I did what I did. Hey, I hope someday when I pass away, I'll look back on my life and I'll say, you know something? I can look back at what I've done with my life and I'm glad. I'm glad of that. You see, we need to get it together, folks. Many of you are miserable because your life is so much out of order. You need to get some order in your life. You need to at least be as organized as a can of Pringles potato chips. A judge comes in the courtroom and he takes that gavel and he says, Order in the court! Order in the court! You know what I say? Order in the church! Order in the church! Order in your home. Order in your home. Order in your life. Order in your life. Your life is a mess. Let's get some order in it. Let's get some order in that family. It's no wonder Mama tells a girl to, to do what, what she's supposed to do. And a girl sits there and she crosses her arms and says, I'm not going to do it. Something's out of order. Teenagers don't tell their mother they're not going to. No, not at all. Something is out of order. So that's not how it's supposed to be. Order. Order in America. Order in the family. Order in the marriage. Order with your children. We need order. We better get it together, folks. Your lives are a jumbled mess, and at the bottom, the more jumbled it becomes, the more the chips you crush, the less usable they are. It's time for somebody to say, we're going to get some order around here. We're going to get this thing organized. We want everything done decently and in order. You know, uh, children, you know, children have to be taught to dress in an order just cut them loose and let them dress themselves. They forget some essential elements. Do you know, do you know why blondes have the, in, the abbreviation TGIF on the ends of their shoes? That stands for toes go in first. They need help. They need help. We need order. We need order. Now, if you'll listen to me today, I'm going to talk to you about this one passage of Scripture. The whole sermon is about 1 Corinthians 14.40. The whole sermon, let all things be done decently and in order. All things. All things. Hey, if I don't touch on a part of your life that is in disarray, God said all things. All things. All things. All things, all things done decently. In other words, God said there is an appropriate way to do all things. And he said there is an appropriate way and there is an order that all 
things ought to be done, and if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right, and that is decently. Now, you say, Brother Owens, um, boy, I'll tell you what, I've got me, my life's a big old bag of chips, and it is a mess. Now listen, to get your life in order, you must start by organizing it in little units. In little units. You see, there's somebody in here, you would say, Brother Owens, I've got a big bag of chips, and it's a mess, and to be honest, I don't think I can do it. I look at it. Brother Owens, I've lived my life, I've not lived it according to the Bible. I did not marry according to the Bible. I did not do thus and so according to the Bible, or this according to the Bible. Brother Owens, it, my, it, it is a big mess. There are people in here, you would say, my problem is overwhelming. I have so much disarray. I have so much disorganization. Well, number one, to get your life in order, then you may have to organize it in little parts. See, life is made up of many little areas. And what you do is you get all those little areas and you organize them and then you end up with an organized life. For instance, did you know they sell snack packs of Pringles? They've got these little units. And your life is made up of a bunch of little units. There are a bunch of little things in your life and what you do to straighten out a big mess is you divide it up into little parts and you organize a little unit at a time. And if you stack enough little units, you will have an organized life. That's what you must do. See, if you want to have a, a church that is a great big church, you say, what do you do? You do all the little things in a great way, then you add all the little things done in a great way together, and you have a church that's doing great, big things. That's all there is to it. You want to straighten out your family? Then you go to all the little units within that family, and you organize them, and that way it doesn't become overwhelming. I've got these little packages of Pringles here. You know something? There is as many chips in that, those, that stack there of the little units as there is in the big unit. And all you have to do to get your big unit straightened out is to go all the little units and organize them. All you do is get order in the little areas of life. Get, 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 get the little parts of your life straightened out. Go, go to church. Hey, there are people in here, you are desperate for church. Why in the world you don't come faithfully? I don't know. So my life's all messed up. We'll come in here where we can help get it unmessed up. Get your church attendance in order. Get your Bible reading in order. Get your prayer life in order. Get your soul winning life in order. Get your finances in order. Get your family in order. Get your Christianity in order. Get your faith. Get your concept of school in order. Anybody can organize one of the little parts. So all you do instead of you say, oh, my life is such a mess. I've seen this psychologist and that psychologist. I'm taking these drugs and that drug. I'm trying all this stuff. My life, it, 
I'm sinning. What do I do, Brother Owens? My bag. I got a big shit bag, and it's tossed, and it's a mess, and there's crumbs in the bottom, and my life is being destroyed. Well, stop for a second. Pick an area, one little area, and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get that little area in order. And then... I'm going to get another little area in order. And then I'm going to get another little area in order. And then I'm going to get another little area in order. And then I'm going to get another little area in order. And before long, I've got my life in order. Because all things are to be done decently and in order. Let me give you some areas that you need to get some order in your life. For instance... You need to get your church attendance in order. This is, where, this is where most of you need to start. If you've already got it in order, fantastic. We'll, we'll come to something and help you in a little while. You need to get your church attendance in order. And I start there because this church and this pulpit will be used to help you to get your spiritual life in order. We'll help you get your life straightened out. That's what we're here for. You see... Your life is out of order because you're probably out of order with church. You can't be right with God if you're unfaithful to church. You won't have the peace that God offers unless you come to God's house to get the peace that God offers. Church is an organizing place. And so you need to get yourself in order about church. There's a bunch of you here that need to do this. Now, let me explain what you do. Here's what you've got. You've got to get in order about church. The Bible teaches you're supposed to be in church. No doubt about that. Here's what I'd do. I would get up Sunday morning, and I would say, I'm going to Sunday school. That's when, that's when we start around here, 945. I'm going to Sunday school. So I've taken the little packet that's, that's called church. I'll go to Sunday school. Now, wait a minute. You better leave the house at a certain time, or you'll show up to Sunday school late. So, okay, we're going to leave. It takes us, it takes us 30 minutes to get to church. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave by about 15 after the hour. So we're there by 9.45, and you're suddenly getting church in order. I must leave at a certain time if I'm going to get there at a certain time so I can be there when I'm supposed to be there. The reason why you're late for everything is because you don't leave on time. We do. Well, I just get an order. Hey, we don't try to make it to church on time. We try to leave home on time. Why? So we get to church on time. You just hope to make it to church on time. You won't do it that way. Did you know that I fly and departure times are real important to arrival? Some of you, what you need to do is you need to get up Sunday morning and say, I'm going to Sunday school. I am going to get this thing in order. We are going to leave the house at a certain time so we can be at Sunday school at a certain time so we can go to Sunday school. Then the next thing you do to get your life in order is you stay for church. You get up and go to Sunday school. You stay for church 
then you go home. Then on Sunday night, if you have children in Young Fundamentalist, if you have teenagers or you have children, you say, all right, Young Fundamentalist starts at 6 o'clock and, and uh, 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 the King's Kids program starts at 6 o'clock. And so I've got to leave in time to get my kids there on time. And then every single Sunday of your life, you leave in time to get your kids to Young Fundamentalist. You leave in time to get your kids to King's Kids. You just do that all the time. Get an order in your life. Well, I don't understand this stuff of you get up Sunday morning and say, well, we're going to go. That's why your life is a mess. You have no spiritual order in your life. You get up and you go. And then, if you don't have children in King's Kids, if you don't have children that go to the Young Fundamentalist program, you say, all right, church on Sunday night starts at 7 o'clock. It takes us 30 minutes to get there. We're going to leave at 6.30. We'll be there on time. Then you stay for church. And then you know what to do. The same thing for Wednesday night. Church starts at 7. takes you 30 minutes to get there. You decide. You tell all the kids. You tell the whole family. Hey, 6.30 every Wednesday night. We're in the car, we're going to church. That's called getting your life in order. And those of you who don't come to church, I promise you, you don't have an order in your life in regard to church. You don't have one. And you're never going to get your life totally straightened out until you let God straighten it out. That's why God gave us church. And so, organize your life. If I could get you started with the foundation of just showing up to church like you're supposed to, we could get a bunch of the rest of your life straightened out. And so, you organize church. You say, and, and you, you sitting out there, you say, well, that's simple. It is? Why aren't all you doing it? You say, this is really, the, you know, for the stupid. You said that, not me. Yeah, it's real simple. Church starts at this time, I leave home at this time, and I always do that. I get a routine. If some of you went to work like you come to church, you'd be fired this week. Don't you think it's time for church to become important? Well, I, you know, I know you wanted me to come in on Wednesday, but... <sighs> didn't want to. Try that this Wednesday with your boss. Try showing up late every time for your boss. Let's organize. Let's get it together. Let's get an order. So get your church attendance in order. Hey, get your Bible reading in order. Everybody here, whether you're a guest or you're a regular attender, you're to read your Bible every day. I can prove that very scriptural. I'm not going to take the time to do it, but I can prove it to you. You read the Bible every day. Every day you're to walk according to the words of this book. You ought to be reading your Bible every day. So what do you do? Uh, well, get you, get you a, take that little area of your life and say, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to get an order about this thing of reading the Bible. I'm going to get myself organized about it. So what do we do? Here's the first thing you do. Get you a King James Bible. You're going to have to have a Bible. So start out. You get you a King James Bible. Then what do you do? Well, you have a place that you're going to read your Bible. You say, all right, that chair right there is where I'm going to read my Bible. Then you get a time. You say, okay, uh, here I've got my Bible, and right here I've got a place where I'm going to read. Now I'm going to set up a time that I'm going to read it. And then you sit down and you read it. Picture that. You say, well, you make that sound simple. Any idiot could do that. 
What's your problem? Are we going too deep into the Word of God for you today? You get your Bible, you get a place, you get a time, and you sit down and you do what you plan to do when you plan to do it. And guess what? If you'll do that, you'll be faithful to reading your Bible. Get an order about it. Maybe you're going to read three chapters a day. Then do it. Maybe you're going to start in Genesis. Then do it. Then what do I do, Brother Owens? I got a place. I got a time. I started on time. I finished on time. Then you live what you read. Boy, I'm getting my life together here. I'm getting myself organized. The people in here that don't read your Bible safely are the people that don't have a time, don't have a place, and don't have a plan. And so you do exactly what you planned, which is nothing. Let all things be done decently and in order. Get your church attendance straightened out. Get your Bible reading straightened out. You, you, you've got a mess on your hands. You've got, you got your life is in disarray. You're saying, I don't, what, what, what's there to live for? Why should I go on? My life's a mess. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do it. And I don't have anything to look forward to. I'll tell you something. The people that feel like they don't have anything to look forward to, they got their whole life in disarray with a bunch of crunch crumbs at the bottom of the barrel and they say, what's the use of going on? I'll promise you, you start organizing your life according to God's book and you'll say, wow, I have a lot to look forward to. My life, it's got some organization to it. It has a purpose. I'm going somewhere. I'm progressing. I'm going forward. But you got to organize yourself. Number three, get your prayer life in order. Get your prayer life. You decide, and you're to pray every day and not just over your food. Every day, you're to have a season of prayer with God. If you're born again Christian, you're supposed to be praying. Do you take time, fall on your face, on your knees, you have a place where you pray every day? No wonder your life's a mess. No wonder you look back and say, boy, if I made a mess of my first seven marriages, boy, do I have a mess. Look at that mess. You don't have a mess if you don't take the time to do what God told you to do to keep your life in order. What do you do to keep your life in order? You go to church. What do you do to keep your life in order? You read your Bible. What do you do to keep your life in order? You pray. He you say, it's all such a big mess. Let's just take that little area of prayer. Let's get your prayer life together. Let's organize it. Let's see. What could we do to organize your prayer life? Well, you could come on Wednesday nights and let me teach you about prayer. I've taught 20 weeks in a row on the subject of how to pray. Well, I don't need that. Well, just keep popping your pills. Here's what you do to get your prayer life together. Have a place to pray. Have a time to pray. Then, pray. Did that go over your head? Have a time to play, pray. <laughs> you all got the play part down. It's a pray that I'm worried about. Have a time. Have a place. It's a big part. Pray. We, are, we have even broken down your prayer time for you on Wednesday nights. We worship Him. We confess to Him. We praise Him. And we begin to ask Him things for other people. And we ask Him thanks for ourselves. 
See, Brother Owens, you sure make the Christian life seem simple. You look at a big bag of a jumbled mess, I look at little units of organized purpose. We'd get your life together today. We could revolutionize the life of somebody in this building today if you'd listen to this simple little one scripture sermon. Oh, we should use more scripture. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have a hard enough time living this one scripture. Let everything be done decently and in order. You want to get your life straight out? You show up to church like God wanted you to. You read your Bible like God wanted you to. You pray like God wanted you to. Do you, hey, is your prayer life in order? Let's figure it out. You got a mess in your life? Your husband doesn't even know how you feel about your life. It's incomplete. You're not fulfilled. Your wife doesn't even know how you feel. You fool all the Christians, but your wife, you say, I, I, everything is just so hectic. Uh, life is a mess. I feel like I'm chasing my tail like a dog. It, it's a jumbled mess. Hey, your prayer life's in order? You see, the way you get the big mess straightened out is by taking the little messes and straightening them out. That means you show up for church, you read your Bible, you pray, you get in order for things. You get everything in order. Hey, there's a thing called soul winning. That's where you're supposed to be witnessing. You're to tell others about Jesus Christ. And everybody ought to be a soul winner. Everybody ought to tell others about Jesus Christ. We have soul winning here on Thursday night at 6.45. Now let's see. It's 30 minutes from your house to the church. So you leave at 6.15 to be here by 6.45. Then you go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. We have a soul winning time here at 10 o'clock in the morning. So it's 30 minutes from your house to here. You set a time to leave. And that's 9.30. So you could be here by 10. And then you could, well, you could do this. You could do it. You could get yourself straightened out spiritually by organizing the spiritual things into your life. We even, we even teach you how to organize telling someone about Jesus Christ. We say, here's what you do. We're going to give you a four-step plan of showing someone how to be born again. Number one, everyone's a sinner. Number two, there's a penalty for sin. That's death and hell, separating from God for all eternity. Number three, Jesus paid that penalty with his death, burial, and resurrection. And number four, receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Ask him to forgive you of your sins, commit your heart, be your Savior, go to heaven someday when you die. Guess what? We just organized your life so you witness on a regular basis. You leave at 6.15, show up at 6.40, you go out and tell them four points, have a prayer, go home, obedient to God, and finally, you've got your life together. What's so hard about that? Here's what so many of you do. Well, I'm rejecting that one. I'm rejecting that one. I'm not doing that one. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead and crumble your life. Go ahead and say what God's plan was wasn't adequate. And go ahead and live in your misery. Go ahead and freak out. That's not that hard. I love Pringles potato chips. It's getting life together. Hey, uh, Sunday school teacher, organize your Sunday school class. Sing with them. Do children play a great game with them? The offering, names, addresses, attendance. 
Have an organized lesson. You know, I organize my preaching. You get more done that way. People get up and just ramble. You're bored stiff with it. So all I did was just ramble for 45 minutes. You think we would have grown from where we were to 800 people in a matter of 21 months? No! Say, well, what's, what's happening around here, Brother Owens? Well, what, what is this? What, what's one of the main causes of the revival? I'm organizing a church to go get something done. Say, hey, look on these walls. You think all that came easy? You think I sleep in until noon every day? Oh, yeah, somebody got up and organized life, the church, the bus, the Sunday schools. Hey, you want to have some success? Get it together. Get some order in your life. Why waste it? God gave you a life. Now organize your life. Find out what the Bible says and say, I'll follow every step of the way. You just tell me what to do, God, and I'll do it. Hey, bus captain, you want a productive bus route? Organize it. Get some order in it. Have some purpose. Just don't show up and hope something happens and go home and say, well, look at what God did. No, God expected you to do something to make something happen. I'm not going to sit around and wait for things to happen. I'm going to organize and plan. I'm going to get some order in my life. You know, a Christian school has an order. God is at the top of every Christian school. And then comes the pastor. He gives the answer to God about what goes on in the Christian school. And then comes the principal. And then comes the teachers and the staff. Then comes the students. It'll be a cold day where the boogeyman lives before the students will tell us how to run our school. It's out of whack. People out of whack everywhere. They have no order in their life. Hey, it's not hard to get order in your life. You just do it a little pocket at a time. Just a little pouch at a time. Hey, God gives the church an order. God is first. And whether we want to accept it or not, then comes God's man. I, again, I didn't write this book. I just preached the book. But I happen to know that the Bible teaches God is the head of the church. And then God selected a, a shepherd. God selected a man called pastor and said, now, you're under me on the totem pole. Then comes God's people. Then comes God's people. Many churches are out of order. The people try to head God's man. Hey, when you got, when you got the people heading God's man, anything with more than one head's a monster. And they're all pulling in different directions and tearing the church apart, tearing the organization apart, tearing the order apart. That's not how it's supposed to be. Somebody's got to say, we're all going that way, let's go. Instead of ten people saying, I'm going that way, I'm going that way, I'm going that way, I'm going that way, I'm going that way. That's why there has to be one president of the United States of America. There'll be one God that runs heaven. There will be one preacher that runs any church that wants to do it right. See, and there are some preachers that won't preach God's Word. Now, they're out of order because they put themselves above God. What right do they have not to preach what God tells them to preach? God's the preacher's boss. And when the preacher doesn't preach what God wants him to preach, that preacher's put himself above God. It's out of order. 
He said, well, Brother Owens, where in the world do the deacons come in? They're servants. It's very clear. They're servants to go serve the people so that the preacher has time to get orders from headquarters. You just study the pastoral epistles. It's very clear. The deacons were chosen not to push the preacher around, not to tell the preacher how to do it. They were chosen to be busy serving in the church, taking care of the widows and the fatherless, so the preacher had time to get in God's book and get on his face and pray so he could get directions to guide the church. And everywhere, you've got churches out of order. The deacons want to run the church. The, the people want to run the church. And they won't let the preacher run the church so they can't get that place. And their church is a hodgepodge of crushed ships. And you've got people's lives in the church that are crunched at the bottom of the bag. They're unusable. Hey, you know what we're going to do around here? We're going to get us a can of Pringles and keep this thing decently and in order so we can do something for God. Hey, get your family in order. Get your family in order. Your family's messed up because you don't use God's order. Let's see if we can figure it out. God, Father, Wife, Children. God, that means this. Every married man in this house... Every married man in this church, you ought to read your Bible. You ought to pray. You ought to be close to God. You ought to be able to direct your family to do the things that God wants them to do. Because you come right under God. You're stuck on the totem pole. So it's God and the father or the husband and then the wife. Every wife in here, you ought to have yourself right with God so you can lead your children. We've got to get the order right. It is God, then the husband, then the wife, and then the children. Hey, every teenager in here, you don't tell your mom and dad what to do. You do what you're told to do. Why? That's the proper order. Hey, that's why you've got those drugs hidden in your house. That's why you're drinking. That's why you're having a mess in your life, teenager. You don't have the order right. You do what mom and dad says. You do what God says. Hey, you, you're not, you're not, you're not in charge. Wait, teenagers say to you, you're not coming in my room. There ain't no teenager to keep me from coming in their room if they lived in my house. That's my room. No, you better realize something. Mom and dad provided a room for you, and you better get it in the right order. Oh, but every parent here says, come on, Brother Owens. Pour it on. Help me get my kids in order. Well, they might be out of order because something else is out of order. Man, this church said to me, Brother Owens, there's some things I want to do in my home, but my wife will not let me. She will rebel against me. And we're talking about spiritual things. He said, I want to leave my home to do right, Brother Owens. But my wife won't hear of it. Come on, honey, child. Get it together. Let's get it in order. You wonder why, you wonder why your daughter will rebel against you? Maybe she watched Mama. Oh, get this one. I have a lady in our church that's come to me more than once. Say, Brother Owens, there's some things I want to change about my life, but my husband will not approve of me making those spiritual changes. Why in the world wouldn't a husband want his wife to make spiritual changes for God? Something's out of order. Something's out of order. But hey, why would anybody in a family be intimidated in making spiritual changes? 
I wonder. I wonder. Hey, no wonder we have messed up families all over the country. Men won't submit to God. Women won't submit to the man that won't submit to God. And kids won't submit to either one. Hey, one of the most important things for you to teach the people under you is how to submit. Something's out of order. Something's out of order. America, we got a mess. You know what they say? God said, men marry women. America is so messed up in its order, they say, men marry men. Women marry women. That's out of order. That's out of order. <laughs> Married man said to his wife, I must admit, honey, he said to his wife, uh, you sure have brought religion into our life. She said, why, thank you. He said, I didn't believe in hell before we were married. <laughs> hey, get your family in order, folks. Hey, get your finances in order. The reason some of you are a mess is because your finances are out of order. Organize your money God's way. Let me explain it to you. God gives you a body. God gives you strength. God gives you food. God gives you air. God gives you a mind. God gives you a job. God gives you a paycheck. He asks for you to give back. You give back. Then you pay your bills. You save some. And after your bills are paid, then you waste some. But America says, God gives me a body, God gives me air, God gives me health, God gives me a job, God gives me a paycheck, I keep God's part, I go buy things that I want that I don't need, and if I have a little money left over, I'll pay my bills. Just get it in order. Realize who gave you everything you've got, then give back to him what he commands without making up excuses. There are people here that have things you don't need, but you won't give God what he deserves. And you're saying to him, my payment on my big screen TV is more important than you, God. You'll face him someday for that. But, but, but that's why your whole life's goofed up anyway. You don't have a happy marriage. You don't have a happy family. Because you messed up. Get it in order. Hey, get your finances in order. Get your Christianity in order. Let me, let me explain something to you. Here's what somebody needs to do. Everybody here, you have been born once. And God wanted that. You've been born once. Congratulations, everybody here, you're born. Then, you're to get born again. You've been born once, then you're to get born again. Then, then what, Brother Owens? Then you're to get baptized. Born once, born again, baptized, then what? Join the church where you attend. We have people sitting in this church. You've been coming to this church for two years. Never even joined the church. You, you, you don't like the food we serve? Well, go someplace where you get fed better. God knows I don't want to starve people to death around here. 
After you get baptized, you join the church where you're being fed. Then what do you do? Then you serve God. Some of you need to get your service to God in order. See, you get saved, you get baptized, you join the church, then you separate from the world. So you are an example. You separate in your entertainment, you separate in your clothing, you separate in your friendship, you go out soul winning, then you can fill a leadership role in the church to go help others. That's the order. That's all we were should. I had somebody come to me. They joined our church two weeks later. They said, but always, I would like to do thus and so. I said, well, you're not quite ready for that yet. There's an order that, that, that will have to take place. You just, you just get in church and you show up and you, you, you learn to go soul winning. That's something, that's something everybody can do, go soul winning. But don't expect to join our church today without changing your life and be in leadership tomorrow. It's not going to happen around here. We've got enough people. That destroys churches. It destroys churches. It destroys schools. You take a school like Martinsburg Christian Academy, put some teachers over there, that they teach one thing during the day, they live something else on the weekend, they tell the kids they have to dress one way during the week, but tell them they can dress another way on the weekend. You've got, a bunch of, you've got a bunch of kids that are all confused. They'll get bitter. They'll get angry. They'll get hateful. And they'll say, it's all a great big joke. But if you get it in order, they're happy. They say, wow, it's in order. The people that are teaching me to live right are living right. It's in order. I think I would like to live like that. But they don't want the chaos of live one way at school and another way at home, or the chaos of live one way at church and live another way at home. That causes confusion. And I can guarantee you, there are confused people everywhere. No, you get an order. If it's right to do, it's right to do. Then do it. And just get your life in order. Or have a crunched bag. Confusion. Now, you may be able to leave here and forget about this sermon. I doubt it. But you just remember that somebody that loved you told you the truth about how to get some order in your life. Somebody today saved you from having a nervous breakdown. Because what you need to do is just organize your life. Organize your life. We saved the marriage today if you just get the order. We saved somebody that's going to mess up in the church. Just get the order right. He said, and everything should be done decently and in order. It does away with confusion. It does, it does away with frustration. Order. Order in the court. No. Order in your life. Order in the school. Order in your marriage. Order in your family. I love Pringles potato chips. I've tried to explain to you today why. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Every head bowed, every eye closed.